All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this 23rd episode of Warrior Week Parables from the Pit. With me, I have Mr. Chad Almer, Warrior Week 37. What's up, man? What's going on, Coach Sam? How are Th- you? Thanks for being I'm doing great, man. Thanks for being in the studios. I know it's late at night and, uh, you know, family's waiting at home, but you decided to be here, so I appreciate you being here, man. Um, we got an interesting show for you, so sit down, relax, and watch the, this episode of Parables from the Pit. All right, so I'm um, I'm uh, I'm swimming in the pool. And uh, I'm, I have my little boy with me here um, in, in our neighborhood. And uh, this dude comes up to me and says, hey, uh, Coach Sam, what's up? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Chad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm part of the worry book. Uh, what was it, 200? 700. 700. I'm yeah. like, yeah, cool, man. And so, so you and I sit on the, on, on the pool while, while your kid is playing. Your, your son is playing with, I think you had a toy or something in the water, right? Probably Hot Wheels track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. it was Hot Wheels. <laughs> and so you and I are sitting down and we're chatting. And, uh, and next thing you know, you come to Worry Week 37. So, bro, just back it up and tell me like, how you got introduced to the message of Warrior. And inside of that, like, what happened ever since our little conversation on the pool, uh, which led you to ultimately Warrior Week 37, man? Well, that was really interesting, I think, when uh, when I did see you at the pool, because I think I had just started uh, Warrior, uh, Warrior Book 700 at that point. We were about a week or two weeks in, and I had met you before. I had the pleasure of meeting you before I started Warrior Book, even, I believe. Um, and so all of a sudden, you're at the pool, and so that was pretty surprising. But... It was, it was an interesting buildup for me. I'd known about Warrior, Wake Up Warrior for, I don't know, five years. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Garrett just randomly um, well before that, um, knew kind of what he was getting into. My wife knows his wife, and so I've always kind of um, been on the outside looking in. But last year was kind of an interesting year for me, you know, so a little story about myself. Um, small town i'm 39 years old i'm on my second marriage i have two children one from each uh, marriage and so um always been always been an interesting ride when it comes to the relationships and everything with me and so last year is an interesting year um kind of started out started out good had been working on myself trying to you know progress on my own figure out my path figure out how to make things work through business find myself um you know, make my relationship with my wife work, which it wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, things had happened earlier last year where, you know, I had to do something and Wake Up Warrior was it. And so it kind of started early last year for me. And it was funny how it worked because when I started Warrior Book 700, it was funny how, you know, next thing I know, I saw you a week later. And then it's just, you know, it's like when you buy a car and all of a sudden you notice that same car, but it's like Wake Up Warrior just really entered my life at that point in time. So it was, um, yeah, it was an interesting time, but it was funny how that worked out. Um, I remember uh, we were at Garrett's house, one of the parties, you were there with your wife and uh, and we were there, Everybody, like everybody's there, it's just a fucking party, right? <laughs> so, but I specifically remember, bro, I had like a glance and I, and I captured you um, in the audience, and what I what I've got from that was this image of a guy that felt alone. In fact, when I captured that image, I actually saw you alone, and you were alone, not on your phone, not the typical guy that's fucking you know on his phone, but like you were just isolated, right? And the party was happening there. Some people were over there, and like there it is. There's this guy. There's this man, just like the energy that you're projecting is like, I want to, but I kind of feel fucking alone right now. Um, I didn't say anything that day. And, you know, one thing led to another one. And you come to the experience of Warrior Week, right, which is this 30-day buildup. And we get to know chat, right? We get to know this, um, like, this fucking superpower that somehow, somewhere just lost touch with 
confidence, certainty, capability, <laughs> just just the ability to fucking glow. Like I'm looking at your skin right now, bro. Like you're fucking glowing. And nice. and when I and I recall the image of what I saw in that party, it was still you, tall, but but your 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 skin looked like fucking like like a like some guy that would smoke for fucking sixty years. You know what I mean? So I I don't know if you sneak the fucking cigarettes or not, but uh, I'll let you talk about that. But hey, man, you want to talk about a pit? That was I was in a pit. Yeah, it, it was like I, I want to talk about that. That was, a, that was a pit of a decade. That was a buildup of probably my entire life. Um, yeah, growing up, I'm from a very small town in Iowa, and so I, I'd have to say probably pretty sheltered. And so to get out of that, I joined the Marine Corps. Coming out of that, I was married pretty quickly. Um, evolved into a seven, eight year marriage, got out of that one, evolved into the next marriage. And so I think every step throughout that, I was absolutely just digging my pit deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think what you, what kind of resonated with me when we first started um, Wake Up Warrior was, um, well, I mean, that I had a choice, number one. Um, I had kind of forgotten about that. But definitely just, yeah, remembering, breaking away from the pit, climbing out, um, the lift, the lights, or whatever. I mean, yeah, it was. It, I was in a very, very bad place. My marriage was falling apart. Um, I was surprised that we were probably even there together. Um, so, yeah, last year was probably the... Talk to me about, talk to me about, like, this, this, this feeling of being alone. Like, describe the pain of that and describe the patterns and the habit that would come with that. Because that's kind of where you were last year. It, it wasn't that you were socially alone, but you kind of were like in this place where you're fucking operating alone and there was no other guidance. There was no other, there was no fucking map. There was like, okay, well, I guess this is what it is. So talk to me about that, that feeling of just being isolated somehow, somewhere. Maybe it was self-made, you know? But it was, it, like talk to me about that feeling itself. I mean, being isolated I, or feeling alone, I definitely felt alone. Um, I certainly felt like I, I was giving more than I was getting relationship-wise, business-wise. Um, I think with me, the big thing was that I was, I was certainly prioritizing everybody else's time, and I certainly didn't have any time for myself or wasn't making any time for myself. So, yeah, alone, I was feeling a victim, um, you know, dismissed, rejected um, on a daily basis with my wife. Business is good. Business was always fine, but it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and so, you know, before last year, my wife and I, she, I mean, she's a pretty strong woman all in all. And so she had made some pretty large ultimatums. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to go see a psychologist. You need to go work out. You need to change your life. You're in a, she saw the pit when I didn't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and so actually last year, I had, I was in the, probably the darkest part of my pit. I was on anti-anxiety medication, going to therapy once a week, uh, trying to work out and trying to bandage everything by doing those things without really fixing anything. And it all kind of came to a head, honestly, the night before our anniversary, our six year anniversary, yeah. to where I just imploded. Um, drank too much, had an event, you know, where our marriage was pretty much over. And so I was lost. It was the darkest time of my life. I honestly had no, idea what was going to happen at that point i couldn't believe i had ended pretty much everything i'd worked for in my life on you know in one hour and so that's kind of when wake up warrior came into my life i i honestly was lost i had no other idea what to do um and then all of a sudden you know just garrett popped into my head and just remembering and seeing you know what he said he did in coaching and building men's lives and then seeing that he was still involved with it and so I saw the video online. I think that night I, I Facebooked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was probably pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of tears on that one. Um, and then from there, it just, you know, it, it changed. War I started Warrior Book 700, got involved with you. And it was the education of how we should be, I think. And, sure. that, and that's the biggest thing is that we forget how we should be for ourselves. Not so much for the wife and business, but uh, I remember that that the message. I'm like, oh shit, is this Kevin Bacon fucking uh, uh, text text message? <laughs> oh, holy shit, man! Maybe he wants me in a fucking movie. <laughs> so for those of you that thought that, that, that my guess was actually it's not Kevin Bacon, he is a handsome actor of uh, local Orange County. That's right. <laughs> and he plays in the movie of uh, Life, his life. It's uh, an interesting movie. But. Uh, I remember that message. I, I remember feeling the pain as well, and our conversations over the phone. 
Um, and, you know, you, interesting that you mentioned that everything exploded in one hour. Like, you got rid of almost uh, everything that you worked most of your life for, every everybody that you cared for in that hour. And so I'm going to have you consider that it wasn't really that hour, but it was hours and hours and hours of unspoken feelings that led to a combination of bullshit, which was, you know, medicine, alcohol, frustration, and, like, this panic. Oh, without a doubt. It was just panic. And I, I I mean, here's an interesting thing about panic, right? So we live in chaos. Most of us, most of us modern men today live in a fucking chaotic world between work, a business, uh, whatever our production line is and family and leading at home. Uh, there is without a doubt chaos. There is a difference between when we move from chaos to panic. And I'm going to give you a specific example of this in, in my case. Um, you know, I my life is a fucking shit show. It's chaos, right? Between We were talking about this before before we started the show. Uh, you know, between between Warrior and, and my, you know, my kids and my wife and everything else. I mean, it, it's always on, right? It's And even when I fucking sleep, it's on somehow. Somehow, somewhere. I bought recently this ring that I was wearing. I was supposed to, like, monitor uh, your sleep. And uh, so I wear it and it's like, oh, good shit. Fuck, six hours sleep, six hour and a half. That's fucking solid. The ring said, well, the application said, hey, listen, asshole, you only had an hour and a half of deep sleep. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I start looking at it and it, apparently my body was rotating left to right every six to seven minutes. So although I was asleep, according to me, but my body was active, I don't know why I was moving. Something was happening, right? So I only got an hour and a half of deep sleep, which was interesting data. Coming back and, and linking this to chaos and ultimately leading to panic, uh, which is what happened that night. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was panic. It wasn't really chaos. Chaos has always been there. So for me, I remember specifically one night I come home, and uh, it's right around 8 o'clock. I come home, and, uh, and uh, I go in my living room, uh, no, in, in, in my office, and I see all my like bunch of bunch of clothing that are just hanging there, right? There's a hanger outdoor, and and like my wife says, "Hey, listen, you know, I hired an organizer, and she kind of came in and organized your 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 closet." I'm like, "Cool, yeah," because that my closet was was shit. It was just a pile of fucking Wicker Warrior T-shirts and more T-shirts and like all like everything was piled in, and I was I was under the story. Hey, one day I'm gonna fix this. So. You know, one day turn into one weekend. I will spend the entire weekend to fix this. And right. this was going on ever since we moved. So it was like four years, bro. Ever since we moved four years ago, I dumped in some shit in my closet. And ever since that, I was running with the story of one weekend. I will sh fix this. Right. So I come to, I come home and she's like, hey, I, I, I hired this organizer to organize. I'm like, That's pretty cool, man. I don't know you can or hire an organizer. And like... So then, uh, so then I'm, I'm like, cool, okay. Then I go upstairs, and uh, I go to my little shithole closet, and and you know it's now transformed to like, you know, baby section, my wife <laughs> section. Everything is nice, and I'm like, okay, uh, where the fuck is my t my t-shirts? And then I start looking around, and I ask her, I said, where are my t-shirts? Like, you know, I had a couple of t-shirts that I that I wanted CrossFit competitions, and then there was a few other ones that. Coach Jesse has given me an Alpha is brand that he had back in the days, and then uh, and then a bunch of other uh, T-shirts that were the number of Warrior Week, Warrior Week 16, yeah. 17. So I kept those T-shirts because they had meanings. And so she's like, "Oh, you know, I packed all that and I and I and I give that away." I'm like, "What do you mean you give that away?" <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, I give I give it all away." I mean, what do you mean you give like those are my T-shirts? Those are my fucking T-shirts. Those are specifically my word. Those are my fucking T-shirts. What do you mean you fucking give it away? And she's like, you know, and, and my, my, my voice is raising at this time, right? Because I'm, I'm leading, I'm, I'm, I'm in transition between chaos to panic because I don't know where the fuck the T-shirts are, right? So I keep asking the same question. And she's not giving me what I want, not on purpose, but it's, I, I am so tuned in to get what I want, which is, hey, man, answer the fucking question, which is where are the fucking T-shirts? All I want to know is where the fuck are they? Because if they're in a garbage can, I'm going to run right now in the garbage can and pull them out. Or if there's some. So she says, oh, I give it to, to our babysitter. And, um, you know, she's going to bring them to this church or whatever. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Give me that bitch's fucking number. Like, I literally called 
the girl, the sweet girl that was actually watching my, my son and my daughter back for like uh, for a year. Like I welcomed this, this, this little angel in our house. I literally called her at that time, give me the fucking bitch's number. <laughs> it's 1030 by the time I call her because this is going on for like an hour and a half, 45 minutes. It started pretty soft, but I'm, I'm pursuing my T-shirts at no matter what cost. I'm not recognizing how I'm yelling, what I'm saying, if my son is a witness or not. So I keep going at this, chat. I keep going at this. So she gives me the number. I call the babysitter at 10 at night. I drive 45 minutes to her house. I drag her out in her pajama with four bags of clothes. Actually, five. Five garbage bags. I dump all the garbage bags in my car. I drive back like a fucking maniac. Like a fucking maniac back to the office where we are right here in that section. It is now like 11.30 at night. There is no one in the fucking parking lot. I smuggle these black bags, garbage bags, one by one inside of this office in the parking lot. From the outside, if there was any fucking cop looking at this, would say, like, this guy is smuggling pieces of fucking parts of body. <laughs> it looked really fucking strange. I'm, I'm pissed off, right? So I'm still tuned out. I bring in the garbage bags. I empty the garbage bag, and I start going through the garbage bag and separating the clothes that I didn't give a fuck about, the jackets and all that shit, the Nikes, and then look for those specific T-shirts. I find the specific T-shirts. I pile them. I separate them. I close the other bags. I take the bags and put them in the car, and then I come back. It's 1 a.m. I specifically fucking remember. It's 1 a.m., and I look at the fucking T-shirts, and I'm like, fuck was it all fucking worth it was it all fucking worth it and i roll back eight nine ten eleven twelve one five hours of my mind being hijacked in the state of panic for no fucking reason for no fucking reason i cursed on my wife i cursed at the babysitter I yelled at my son to get out of the way. I drove like a fucking maniac. I drove back like a fucking maniac. I could have fucking died on the highway. I remember I was speeding up and I was just, I was mad, so I was cutting people. I, I was just projecting my fucking anger, right, into my drive. I could have easily fucking died that night based on a stupid fucking t-shirt. And then I come in, smuggle this shit in the middle of the night. Look like a fucking, I don't know what. And then, Standing up at 1 a.m., like, fuck, it's 1 a.m. It's 1 fucking a.m. For, for what? Some goddamn fucking T-shirt. So I come home. I go to bed. Next day, whatever, the T-shirts are in the, in the corner. And eventually, eventually I, I take the T-shirts because I don't really want to fold them and put them in. There's no space for them. So I put them in a, in a luggage. And, uh, and I put them in my garage. This is almost like a year ago. And just two days ago, just two days ago, uh, my mother-in-law is, is, is traveling, so I, I wanted to give her this, the, the luggage, right? Mm -hmm. And I opened the luggage, and I see the fucking T-shirt. I'm like, this is what I risked. Like, this is what I went crazy. This is what I panicked. For what? So I can put it in the fucking garage? So it hit me hard. And when you mentioned the story of, like, that night, what happened with you and your wife? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so six years of building a life and in one hour almost like destroying everything because you go in that state of panic, um, that's, that's a place where you're not alone, I'm not alone. And for those that are listening and, and watching this shit, it's like this shit is going to happen to you or it's already happened to you. And if it, hap it did not happen to you already, if you cannot recall this kind of panic, you should probably not listen to this fucking podcast because it's not for you. But if you're the kind of guy that actually have felt the panic at once, that you went to the state where you panicked and chaos led you there, which anger brings you there and then blame brings you there. And then when everything comes down, you end up in this place of fucking guilt and shame that lasts and destroys you. So I'm sharing the story to kind of like create a parallel to what took place that night. Number one, to tell you that you're not fucking alone in that. But two, do you see? Do you see the transition between chaos to panic? That's, it's. I'm amazed 
at your intuition and always have been. But it's funny how you mentioned panic because, no, I think you're absolutely right. I never thought of it from that standpoint. That night I was absolutely in panic. And I think it was six years. It wasn't just that night that I was in panic. I think I had learned to live a life of panic. And what I was, I was panicking about was why am I not getting what I, what I feel I deserve? You know, and so you're panicking that your spouse isn't giving you what you deserve. You're panicking that you're not getting what you feel you deserve with the work you put in at work. You're panicking, why am I not giving myself the time? And I think years and years and years of that, you know, some people will probably work out when, when that happens, which is great, but I, let, I sedated, you know, I smoked a lot. I was drinking a lot, whatever it could do just to get me, you know, buzzed so I wasn't panicking. And that's great, I never even realized I was panicking. Um, so, I mean, I was living that, and then what warrior, you know, it's funny because, um, I am powerful. This is my house. That was Warrior, yes. Warrior Week 37. And I know. Let me correct that. This is my motherfucking house. This is my motherfucking house. And yeah. I am powerful, right? And I think I had forgotten that decades ago, you know, before I'd gotten out of the military. I had forgotten that I have a choice, that I am powerful. And so, um, without a doubt, Wake Up Warrior, you know, educated me again, gave me the confidence in, in, just to re enlighten me. And then going to Warrior Week, I mean, looking back now, I mean, talk about time warp. Last year, to me seems like it was my entire life. Mm. And then Wake Up Warrior, Warrior Week, um, you know, thinking back now, there are things that I, I think used to affect me and I used to think about and whether it's victimizing myself or panicking or feeling bad about that I don't even think about anymore. And I've never felt, I feel like I'm coming straight out, you know, I felt like I came straight out of high school again, naive, young, um, excited, um, but definitely without the panic. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, that was, you hit the nail on the head with that and, um, yeah, so that's what, yeah. So uh, the the aspect of panic and you coming in and that, that disconnection that was taking place at home, which was something definitely that it was just a fucking story. And I, I want to take your words, re-enlighten and, and re-educate it, and I want to connect back that in to uh, the years that, that you spent in military and, you know, how you were operating by such a high standard and such a high level of integrity right the years that you've spent in military and for the guys that are listening to this that that have been trained in our military system you know at any level whether it's, whether it's marine corps or uh, the seals or navy or um, air force it doesn't fucking matter the structure and discipline and the education that and the guidance that you get actually leads you by purpose there is a purpose there there's a purpose why everything is done the way it's done there's a purpose why you're following it there's a purpose why there's a leader there's a purpose why you act as a leader and some, most of the time you act as a follower and then you act as a leader there's a transition between leader and follower when he needs to be and inside of that there is a gap that exists between when men come out of that environment for whatever reason, whether it's by choice or some other reasons or whatever that is, but when that environment no longer exists, they now have to readopt to a whole new way of thinking. And it takes some time and we adjust, and yet it doesn't feel the same as it felt because integrity was at the core of everything. Now on the outside, in integrity gets justified. There are assumptions around it. Their in integrity now can be written by Y, not by with an uh, I. You know what I mean? Right. So th th there is there is an entire chapter of readjusting to I, I wouldn't call it the civilian word, but I was just thinking the way of thinking. The way in the military was a disciplined and structured way. That it was the way of purpose. You come out, you live the way of the world. And then the way of the world kind of brings you to this chaos and panic, chaos and panic, chaos and panic, at least in your case. And then inside of that warrior week, your experience simply brought back the way, brought back something that was already in you. You did not come to warrior week. You didn't, you didn't like learn some of this shit. Like it, it was already within you, but it was deactivated for no fucking reason. And so I want you to talk about a little bit on this because there's a lot of brothers out there that have lived the military life and then come back and now live. Like there's this always this gap or they're missing. Some call it the brotherhood. Some call it, but I like to call it living by integrity, right? And it doesn't mean that once you're out, you're a fucking liar and you cheat. And it's just that feeling that you are in integrity, right? And so I think Garrett dropped 
dropped the bomb last night. You know, people say integrity is doing what you said you're going to do. Okay, that's part of it. But integrity is really to be aligned with what the voice tells you to do, with what God tells you to do, right? This direct dialogue that you have with the voice and God. There's no interpreter in between. And when you are aligned with the message and the guidance of the voice, that's where you feel you're in integrity. So talk to me about your experience in the military when you came out and, and how that kind of like closed the gap with Warrior Week. Well, I love being in the military. I mean, talk about being easy. It's definitely one dimensional. So so it's, I think it's, I, I agree with you. It's, it's it, You are living with integrity in the, in, in the military. I mean, you have to. Um, but it, like I said, it's one dimensional. The one thing you're learning to do is to kill or not be killed. I yes. mean, I mean, quite honestly. And so you learn to listen and you learn to obey. And if they don't, you learn to yell louder than the guy that's underneath of you or you make him sweat until he learns to listen. So I see a lot of veterans that have a tough time. I had a tough time transitioning out of that, um, coming into, you know, coming out of the military environment into the civilian world. Um, I didn't understand why women didn't listen to volume, mm -hmm, I, you mm -hmm. know, so. You know, it is an education because they kind of pull the wool over your eyes and you really just need to listen and obey and, and plan and attack. And so when you come into the civilian world, it, yeah, there's a lot more um, dimensions that can go without the integrity or offer the lack of. And um, it's just, yeah, it's, you have to learn it on your own. You know, I, I, when I came out of the military, I was married pretty quickly. Um, they teach you how to get out. They teach you what you should do paperwork-wise to get out, but they don't say, hey, when you get out, yelling's not gonna work. And when you get out, you're, you know, you need to learn how to take care of yourself and your wife and your family and your business. And so it's, it's certainly one-dimensional and you come out and you're lost. And if you don't have a support system behind you, I can absolutely see, like with me, um, you go down a path, you start drifting. And if you don't know how to get out, then it just goes for year over year over year over year. And some people, I don't, you know, alcoholism, drugs, whatever it would be. Um, I see how it easily can slip into that. So I want to address this fucking problem because this is something that that is happening, right? And most people are not going to fucking talk about this. Here we talk about everything. We talk about military. We talk about race. We talk about all kind of fucked up shit that is happening. And we talk about the good thing. And we also talk about the fucked up stuff that is happening. We talk about the truth, right? And here's the reality. And and you brought in this in, in this context is that, you know, men, when they sign up for military, think about it. When you sign up in the military... You are gone into a system where your father is no longer your guider. Like your father is not going to fucking guide you anymore. The system is guiding you. What you like th that's your guidance. However good that system is, right? However system. However so like so like you have no other you have no other male role model in your life the minute you sign up for for military. Correct. And some may fucking debate that, oh, well, I go see my dad every two weeks. I don't give a fuck. You're not being told by your dad or you're not being led by your dad or you're not being guided by your dad or no other men. It's, it's the men of the military that are going to guide you through a system. And it's not their ego that's guiding you. It's a fucking system that works. Right. Right? It's a system that's dying, and it's the best fucking system in the world because it's the United States of fucking America. So fuck you if you don't agree. And so, yeah, dude, it's the best fucking system. It's a system. Without a but, doubt. Yeah. but the reality is the following. The system replaces your father. You're 16, you sign up, you, you have replaced, all you have is the memories of your dad. Without a doubt, yeah. And you may call your dad every day or you may call your dad sometimes or whatever the fuck you can. It's not enough for you to get the guidance. Somebody else is now guiding you. So this goes on for two years, maybe, maybe three, or maybe four, four, maybe six, maybe 16, yeah. right? But you think about however this lasts, however long this lasts. Let's, get, let's take your scenario, four years. You come out, they teach you how to take care of the paperwork. They teach you like how to take care of the logistics. But like, there is no other male guidance. You're on your own. You're on your own. You were, you were trained and you were guided on a system that said attack and do not be attacked. Kill or don't get fucking killed. Kill your fucking emotions and go and do the fucking job and come back and watch the guy next to you. That's all you got to fucking worry about. Right. That's it. That's the fucking system and it fucking works. And if nothing else works, call fucking airstrike and fucking wipe them up. Right. That, that's the, like, this is it. This is the model. A, B, C, D results. A, B, C, D results. And so you come to the, to the world 
Now, <clears throat> there's a transition service, but the missing piece in this motherfucking transition service is the re-education of the way, is the conversation of when you get married, how are you going to lead your fucking wife? How are you going to lead your kids? What do you need to do? What are the conversations? Like, it, it, as if they, that program is missing. Imagine if they would da- embed those conversations in there. Not as a fucking therapy, but as guidance. So it's like there is also transition into the, the civilian world, but now we, we, there is a guidance that takes place. And this is not to show you how to walk. This is not the ABCs. This is like, hey, man, when you're going to come in here, you're going to face a lot of obstacles. There's, you're going to deal with a lot of feelings and so on. So that, some may agree that says it's in place and it's a bunch of fucking therapists that are doing that and there's nothing against the fucking therapist. The problem is the therapists haven't really fucking lived what these guys lived. So they'll come from a place of fucking theory. What, where, where there needs to be guidance is the men that have been in their fucking shoes because, and then they've made it like you. Like mm-hmm. if you go back and you cover this gap, you'll be able to talk from your experience because you you watched what happened. So a guy like you can bring tons of fucking value. Not me because I haven't fucking lived it. Sure, I've been running my fucking mouth. And somebody say, hey, shut the fuck up. But you have lived it. So you are qualified to lead. And guys like you are not covering the fucking gap. Not because you don't want to, right. because the system doesn't allow it. Right. So what they put is some fucking fat lady that sits behind the desk as the therapist, and she will tell you what to do as a man. Does that even make any fucking sense? I think I think I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't even think they get therapy or therapist help. I think you know you're absolutely you hit the nail on the head with that. And it's funny I. Don't, I don't remember what it was. Something had prompted me the other day, but I was thinking, and I was just thinking, how great would it be if the military implemented Wake Up Warrior into their exit strategy? Mm. And I hate to say that, and I'd hate to take it away from the public because it would be you know, more of a government thing, but honestly, it's such a disservice to have these, you know, myself or any other civilian, you know, young man, woman go into the military, spend their life, do exactly what they're told, 110% day in, day out, and then when they get out, just say good luck. Um, because I think if you don't have a support system in place, uh, you know, deep family, when you get out of that military, you can, you are in a pit when you get out of the military. I don't care what you say, how good you are, how good you did. Um, you're in a pit because like you said, you're, you know, you, the integrity is so deep, so one dimensional that you lose sight of everything else, or at least at least two more dimensions. So I think, um, it, it's vital. I think, you know, it has, it's an, it's an educational piece more so than anything. It doesn't have to be emotional, but it's educating you on you know what your emotions are again so at least you know what's going on with your your mind your body and it's just not this drift and you feel alone and lost so and so we believe here that education comes from experience because i i can recall being in education my school university and i could sit here and not give a fuck about 95 percent of the shit that i learned right. specifically in my fucking accounting class which i failed three times at university i was almost fucking spelled out of the program because i failed this goddamn fucking class so what I had to do with no other choice than fucking cheat at that exam. I wrote all the fucking answers and put in my fucking hat, and I cheated on that exam. I got a C, but I, 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 I saved my bachelor degree. But like, did I understand anything about it? Nothing. Do I understand some shit about accounting today? Yes. As a grown-ass man, I have to. Then I didn't. So education, we believe education from experience has an impact. Education from experience creates impact. That's what Warrior Week is. It's an education not because we're better than anybody else. It's because we fuck up as much as you do. So our fuck-ups become fire-ups to teach. And inside of that, the experience has an impact. And you change. Other people change. They make impact. You have an impact on other people by living this way. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, uh, Warrior Week was amazing. There's no question about it. You have to live it. Um, What was I going to say? You were going to talk about, like, uh, you were talking about the military and then inside of that. Well, we, we were talking about living it. Um, educating my experience. Right. Because, right. Now I, now I remember where before this whole implosion happened in my life. Mind you, this was, like I said, a 10 year build up to yeah. relationships. It's not like it was ever good. Um, before that, I was going to therapy weekly. I was going to a psychiatrist. I, I started going to a holistic healer. I started working out. And so every week, my schedule was so backed up with trying to hit all of these areas. And it's funny when 
the one thing that amazed me the most with Wake Up Warrior was the educational piece across every single board, uh, mind, body, business, being all of those avenues were what I was trying to do an hour here, an hour there, an hour there. And it was months and months and hundreds and thousands of dollars. And without a doubt, one week immersed at Wake Up uh, at Warrior Week, um, I come out, I'm amazed at how much you guys are able to compile every avenue of that into that week. And that's where, you know, the time warp comes into play, I believe. Um, you, you guys talk about that a lot, but it's true. It's true. You know, so being there, learning it, living it, teaching it. And I'm not a teacher. I'm a voyeur th through all this. I hate to say it. I'm just not extremely involved, but I do teach it. And it comes into play whether I'm talking with people I haven't seen in years that are going through a divorce or coworkers or team members. I think once a day, I'm certainly bringing uh, wake up word and what I've learned to the yeah, table. Yeah, and your wisdom. It, it's you bring your experience. It's not about a brand. It's not about. It's just. It's a way. It's the way. It's the warrior's way. Some people say, ah, you guys are not fucking warriors. Uh, who gives a fuck? It's a fucking brand. It's 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 just a label. Whatever you can call it, whatever the fuck you want. But it's the warrior's way. It's the way of living. It's this way of saying, okay, I got the way. I got the way, I get to teach the way so I don't fucking die today. Because if I don't got the way, I go back to being a goddamn fucking liar and that motherfucker could actually die today. That motherfucker can burn down his fucking family. That fucking liar can actually put a gun in his head and blow his fucking brain out. I deal with that every day still. I mean, it's work and I think it's a, it works, it's a way, but it's work, you know? And I think for me, I've realized how powerful it is. It's the power's there, without a doubt. The power from everything you all teach, uh, from Warrior Week, from Warrior Book, from the conferences, the power is there. For me, um, I'm scared of the power. And I know that's why I hide from the comfort, it's the comfort, and that's why I hide from doing the work in my day to day. But when I, when I do the work, I can feel the power, I know it's there. And it's amazing at just the availability, I guess, of success if you do do it. Because you can see it, and it just starts snowballing and snowballing. It's almost exhausting. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but that's where I think the core four really plays into the, you know, the importance of doing your core four daily. Because if you are focusing on your body and your being, you have that you know, capacity then to, to focus on everybody else in your business. So true. And inside of that, uh, you know, when, when you live the way you know you belong to something uh most most men i'll talk about men because i know men most men want to belong like strip away everything else they want to belong and belonging mean that there's two there's two components of it there's multiple components but the, the two main components of it is praise and purpose when when we as individual are praised and we as individual have a purpose, life becomes like it's a meaningful life. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because you can imagine if you, you can have a purpose, but if you're not praised for it, it kind of fucking die. It dies. And so most men will not acknowledge that they're constantly looking for praise. You look at anything on Facebook, anything on Instagram, anything on social media, anything on the, the, the button that says share, the minute you share, yes, your intention may be to share some good thoughts, but in, in, in what you're doing is that you are seeking praise. You are seeking, hey man, it's great that you share that. Thank you for sharing, that's a praise. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or people liking your shit, or people admiring you. It doesn't matter. We as men are constantly looking for praise and purpose. And once we find it, life kinds of work out. The other two aspects of this is power and possibility. So praise and purpose, and then power and possibility to fuel us. And all of it leaves a proof that we lived, that we built. That's why most men want to call it legacy, right? That we left a legacy for our kids, not only financially, but our way of thinking, what we taught them, and how they become better and who they were. So this idea of praise to purpose leading into power and the possibility, the possibility of Anything that, like anything could happen. If I, if I get praise, if I have a purpose and I have power, the next exciting component is the possibilities. 
that everything is possible. It's possible that I fucking drive a supercar. It's possible that I live in a fucking castle. It's possible that I lead thousand people. It's possible that I help over, you know, thousands of people. It, the, the, po- the existing of the possibility keeps this thing rotating. And ultimately, all this footprint becomes one thing, which is proof, which you learn in Warrior Week, which was your dash. Like the day you're born to the day that you fucking die, what matters the most is the dash between those dates. And the cars, the fucking house, all of that shit doesn't fucking matter. It's how you treat each other with love and respect that truly matters, right? The dash, which is ultimately a translation to the definition of relationship. So at the end of the day, the only thing that you have built in this fucking life is relationship. It's not wealth. It's not art. It's not, you know, you left a footprint in the fucking universe because you left some, some book. None of that shit. Everything that you've built was to serve the relationship in your life. So if you built a relationship with your life, with your wife, that was a success. If you build a relationship with your kids, that was great. If you build a relationship with thousands of people because of the impact that you had on that, they will fucking remember you. It's the relationship that people live for ultimately, but we get caught up. We get caught up into the material. We get caught up in what we need to own. We get caught up into this game of, oh, I want the power, the power, the power for what? Well, I want the power for the possibility. And then what? And then what? You have the power, you, you experience the possibility, and then what? Well, then I'll, you know, then I'll find my purpose. Okay, and then what? What if there's no one to praise you? Well, this can all go down to the fucking drain. And I could actually end up being a fucking homeless guy, although I had everything. Absolutely right. Um, I would always, and I think that's, and that's why I think the brotherhood you guys have created is amazing because you have that, that brotherhood and you're able to see the success of the people that, you know, the men that are doing the work. And, um, but I think the big, yeah, the, you, you know, you lose sight of what is powerful and you think it's the money or you think it's society standards. And so you start focusing on that and that, you know, that's when you really start drifting and start losing yourself as a man. And I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think everybody out there wants to, you know, leave a legacy of, of helping people, whether they would admit that or not. And I think that's what the brotherhood is great for because it does bring you back to that. And that's where the purpose comes into play. I mean, I've never felt such a powerful shift since I've joined the brotherhood. I've never felt such capable capability or capacity or possibility um, since I've joined the brotherhood and doing the work. When you do the work, you, thinking back on it when I was doing the work, you're like, where's the success? Where's the success? But when you look, I mean, marriage is great. Business is great. Turn times are great. You're happy. There's no, you know, it's like everything you're so focused on your challenge, your base lifestyle and your core four that you lose sight of these things that you think are so important that everything starts to kind of, it really comes together. And it is, a, it's a come together of power that I've never felt without doing, you know, the work last year. So, so let's talk about, um, you know, that night things blew up. You decide to come in um, and uh, talk to me about your wife, how your wife supported you through that process and coming into Warrior Week. Like, what w- does she have hope? Does she or she was like, whatever, dude, like, you know, you fucked everything up. You might as well fuck this one up. Like what? How was she supporting you inside of this? Uh, she didn't leave me. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. You're, you're one lucky. Kevin Bacon was not. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, she put up with me. I don't. She's a hard one to read. I don't. She she let me do it. Sure. She didn't sure. complain about it. She didn't stop she it. She never asked about the money. Sure. She still probably doesn't know. <laughs> so, not that it's relevant. I think she saw the change, but she never really acknowledged it. Um you know, she, 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 we always support each other. We're not really vocal about it. But sure. She, she never really acknowledged it, but she, she, I knew she would, she wanted me to do it. Sure. I know she'd seen, you know, Garrett. Garrett for sure. You know, that's probably the only one. Um, but seeing where, where it took him. And I think at that point, she knew there probably wasn't anything else that was going to give us a chance. So she honestly. kind of, she didn't say anything. So she's, she was just waiting for results. She was probably thinking, Take him, 
get him out of my life so that way he's not here bothering me. Got it. You know, got so it. yeah, got she it. loved it. She was free. I was working on my stacks every night. I was, you know, stressing on my videos. So. Got it. <laughs> and you come to Worry Week and, and um, you know, life is transformed. Priorities, how you see yourself, your confidence. Well, yeah, let's, and let's do this. So in April, April is when I went to hell. May is when I joined Warrior Book. June is when I went to conference. July is when I went to Warrior Week. So it all happened pretty quickly there. Um, I was scared. I was scared, but I saw the power already of what Warrior Book and the conference and just learning about Core 4 and the stacks. Um, like, I was already feeling powerful, confident, and and I knew kind of where what I wanted to get I, I knew what I wanted to get rid of going mm -hmm. into Warrior Week, you know, the pains and the pits at that point. And so, um, but I was scared shitless, mm -hmm. if, if that's what you're asking. And uh, obviously through that, through, through going through pain and discovering, feeling that, uh, getting the guidance, having the blueprint, doing the work, uh, when, you, when you go back to your relationship post-Warrior Week, and uh, what changes you started seeing in your relationship with your wife? Like what changes particularly you started seeing in her when you started doing the fucking work? I saw her stop. <clears throat> she stopped, she, she kind of committed again. You know, she stopped threatening me with mm -hmm. leaving, honestly, is what, you know, kind of looking back. I look back and I'm like, what did change? But things were really good, mm -hmm. you know, from August through end of year. Um, things things were amazing. We weren't we weren't battling. I wasn't so sensitive. I wasn't in my pit. I wasn't a victim. And I didn't think I was a victim, you know, going into Wake Up Warrior, but I I really was. Um, so coming out of it, it was good. She'd throw it in my face every once in a while when we get in an argument. Sure. She'd be like, ah, you're coming back from, you know, you go to Wake Up Warrior and now you're an expert at everything. You know sure. everything. And it's like, no, I just know what I want. And mm -hmm. I know me and I'm telling you my thoughts and my feelings and that's the way it is. But I, you know, I wasn't as sensitive. I, I was powerful um, and powerful. And so, but I was having, honestly, we weren't arguing. It was good. I felt very in tune with her. Yes. Um, the date nights helped without a doubt. Yes. Um, being involved. My whole lifestyle had shifted to where it's like, oh, it's the family. I have to do this. I'm babysitting the kids to where it's like, okay, well, I have my core four. I want to leave her, her, you know, her note in the morning. I want to be there for her. I'm going to help her. And it, it just, it really turned. I was getting sex all the time. <laughs> so yeah. you were... Uh, you were engaged. You it, were completely. It was great. Yeah, never. I'm gonna leave you. We're. I'm, this is stupid. Why would I marry you? So, so you got engaged in your marriage. You got engaged Without in your doubt. family. Yes. And when you look back, prior to that, you were living. You were living with. What you weren't really building anything. Nothing, at all. No, there was no building. It was all just reactionary and uh, just working. And hey, I'm working. I'm making money, so I should be successful. And you should be. You know, yeah. give me everything I want. Um, definitely not the case. So inside of that, did you feel? Did you feel that the power that you're projecting? Did you feel that she was attracted to that? Like, close your eyes and go back to to. Oh yeah. Like just the feeling of she being attracted to this, to this, to this, this her husband, man. You want to know what the scary thing is? So, no stories here, but um, I haven't been stacking yeah. for a couple of months. Um, you suck, bro. I know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna drift, <laughs> but I can see the difference in the whole fam, the whole family shifting. Yes, and the whole relationship shifting. Again. Yes, and so it, that's scaring. I mean, that's scaring me more than not doing the stacks and not doing the work. Um, the stories are dominating, but. No, definitely powerful, much more attracted to me, wanting to do things. My, my wife's a blogger, so she posts photos up, and that was one of my biggest things. It's like, well, you're not proud of me. You don't even put that, yeah. you know, whatever my little victimized stories were. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm more involved. She's posting pictures of us and me and mentioning me. And so. Did you mention to her, uh, Sam said you should be posting in GQ? Uh, <laughs> They're going to come after a blog and say, hey, we want that guy. <laughs> she sees me every day, so I don't know if she'd agree with you. I, I think that they'll come after a blog and they'll say hey we want that dude in the cover of gq the cover of gq i'll take it <laughs> for the four, the 40 and older um, issue <laughs> but uh, you bring an interesting point is that 
You know, worry, worry Week awakens, awakens you to new patterns and new habits and engages you and your family, right? Inside of that engagement, like engagement is, 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 is a work that comes from being active. And, you know, I, I came up with, with this yesterday in our training is that, you know, our fear fears action. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or whatever we're fearing, like fear is action. So the minute we actually act upon it, that fear kind of vanishes. And fear will always fucking exist. Like if you ever meet someone that says, I'm not scared of anything, it's probably a fucking liar. Like there is fear in all of us from the time that we, it's part of life. It's an emotion that is there. It is undeniable. I am not scared of anything. It's a fucking, like yeah. it, it's a... Yeah. It's a it's a bullshit conversation. Check your stacks and yeah, look at that one emotion that's on every stack, and it's probably fear. Yes. So inside of that, uh, you know, you you kind of like this this action that represents dealing with fear, and when you stop taking action, fear comes in, like the fog of fear comes in, mm -hmm. and and as you mentioned right now. You stop doing some of the work that that you were doing before, which was like this, the, the, what we call the stack here, which is which is nothing but a, a tool that trains your brain and right. allows you to find some gift on a daily matter. And so whatever life is busy or whatever fucking excuse that because this is a fucking excuse that it you have. Excuse. I yeah. gotta kick you in your dick it's a little bit. I can't I can't just fucking. Uh, but inside of that, we, we all go in a drift. That's my fucking point. Like I, I've done, I, there has been fucking weeks that I haven't done fucking stacks and I could feel the fucking drift. Mm -hmm. The difference is this, right? The difference is when you, when you wear something like that, yep. a symbol of yep. the work, a witness, it's just a fucking thing like this or t-shirt or whatever, but, or just connecting with a guy inside of the brother. It's a reminder of the work that you've done and a remembrance to your awakening. Like most religions, most, if ultimately, like all fucking religions of all time, the two things that they're trying, the basic fundamental fucking two things they're trying to teach is two things, is awaken and remember, awaken and remember. So awaken and remember becomes the concept of teachers, becomes the concepts of trainers. You are awakened and you constantly need to remember that awakening. And that's what it is, like being inside of the drift, the power that you have is the power of remembering the awakeness. And that's, it's funny, that's why I won't take it off. Yeah. Because that's, the, that's my last, it's my last thing, you know, kind of keeping me safe. Um, because I feel if I do take it off, I will forget, and you're absolutely right. But it's funny that when you're not doing the work, you can certainly feel the drift, you see it coming, but the knowledge is still there. Yes. So I'm not stacking, but I certainly do a stack. I probably do three or four stacks in my head every single day. You that know? will not work. I know it won't work. <laughs> 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 but the education still, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. I'm going to tell you all right now, it doesn't work. <laughs> Not at all. And, you know, don't be two-dimensionally either. It doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> you know, be four-dimensional and do your stacks. And, I, and I'm a, but it's funny because when we were at conference last time, I, I remember talking with people and I feel really, I feel really guilty and sh shameful for not doing my stacks right now because I know how powerful it is. I am afraid. But that's the drift. The yeah. drift creates yeah. guilt and shame yeah. because we are not doing the work. And again, remembering is the, the reason why you started this whole thing, the reason why you were awakening to it. And the, the, simple, the simple thing that we have here is just getting back at it, right? right. Um, on Monday, just a couple of days back, I, I did a stack, and the stack, the top of the stack was a wing stop. You know, wing stop. <laughs> you have the best stacks. <laughs> so, so I go to like check this out, right? I go to fucking wing stop, right? It's it's Sunday, 7 p.m. I've worked all day. I've handled all kind of shit. I was like, it was an awesome fucking day of transition, right? Between family and work, I was kind of proud of myself that I didn't fuck up this Sunday, right? Uh, so. It's 7 p.m. I was like, ah, oh, you know what, man? I, I didn't eat anything all day, so okay, I'm gonna reward myself with fucking wing stop. I don't know why. Okay, <laughs> so so I go to wing stop. Seven, I I order ten fucking wings, right? And I'm waiting there 15 minutes. Okay, and I, it turns into 20, and I see all these fucking guys coming in, taking the takeout orders. And there's like two guys. One is eating, and then the other guy is me inside. So I go like, hey, man, it's been 20 minutes, and like, oh yeah, it's coming right now. So I'm standing there because he says it's coming right now, and now it's taking another six, seven minutes. Next thing I know, a fucking guy is sneezing in the back and snoring. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not. So anyway, I don't say anything. The guy comes in. It's like already like 27 minutes. Hmm. Brings a fucking bag. 
You know, and part of the reason why I went to Wingstop because I wanted to see the like the way they serve it. It's pretty cool, right? You got the wings and the sauce in it, and they the, the container that they serve it. It's all in the fucking presentation. So this motherfucker is fucking putting all this inside of a to-go bag and he's giving it to me. And I fucking like I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? This was for here. Like, just give me my money. I'm back. So obviously I got triggered and I went out and I, right away I get a phone call from my wife. Is that hey man, you need to bring your ass home. Because uh, the babysitter is not com- coming, and uh, she was going out with my in-laws. They were going to this to this uh, prison concert or whatever, and uh, and I had planned to hit the wings and actually maybe go see a movie. Because like <laughs> I I was like, dude, Exhausted. like all day I was just invested in family, invested in work. So that was that window that was open. I was about to text one of the guys, and. Uh, and it's good that I didn't because if I would have been in the middle of it and I would receive it, I would have been triggered. I know myself. And so I go home and I, I spend like three, four hours with my kids. It was fucking awesome. It was just us. But it, it wasn't until the next day when I did the stack and I reviewed what triggered me. And like I kind of like took the two guys that were that were sneezing and the, the guys at the customer store or whatever. <laughs> I took them under the bus. And uh, inside of that, there was a gift, and the gift was, man, those those two guys, by delaying this shit, they give me four hours with my kid on Sunday, which was fucking amazing because it was this combination of of my, my little daughter and my, my boy and just seeing how he takes it. Like, just, just the whole thing, it was like four hours of fucking therapy for me, right, being alone. Because when she's there... You know, I get to get half time, but then she comes in, right? And so like, hey, mommy, mommy, then this, like, so it's not the same, but this was like pure time, right? So it was like therapy. So the reason why I'm sharing that is that like the stack often helps us with with looking at the gift inside of the trigger. And it took one fucking stack, that fucking stack. My mm-hmm. revelation in that stack is, you know, I wasn't supposed to be a wing stop. Like when I'm not supposed to be somewhere, the voice is not going to make, like, the voice is going to say, get the fuck out of there. So I was not supposed to be at Wingstop. That's why I didn't <laughs> stay at Wingstop. And then we took that in, and we, uh, Garrett and I had a, a huge meeting on uh, the direction of where Wake Up Warrior was going and some of the stuff that we're doing, and, and it was an 18-hour day. And the essence of that fucking stack, when I shared it with Garrett, said, dude, Garrett, listen, we are not supposed to be here. If we were supposed to be here, by now our fucking wings would have been here. The wings are not here. We're not supposed to be here. We're supposed to be spending four hours with our kids. That, so, I mean, and we made a major fucking move based on that single conversation and that single insight. And I hadn't stacked for like a week and a half mm. because I was busy worry week and this. So my message and my, my point to you is... Like, even if you start one tomorrow, right. you are back in the game. Back in the game, without a doubt. And it is, and it is, that, it is that fucking powerful, too. Yeah. It's funny because you're right. Thinking about it and learning it, great. You're thinking about your emotions and you know your baseline emotions, fear and all that bullshit. But no, doing the stack, it, it is like flipping the switch in your brain. And you, it's a whole new way of thinking. I used to be such a freaking negative thinker. And I'm positive and I think... The stacks, no, the stacks, you're absolutely right. You know, it's not really positive. It's really aligned. When I say integrity, because you're aligned with the voice and you're a guy, like your nature is fucking integrity. Like that's how you were educated, right? You can't undo the four years of military and the integrity that you learn in there. Although it was one dimensional, it doesn't matter. But so being aligned with the voice you feel in integrity without a doubt you're right yep the voice it is yeah uh talk to me uh talk to me a little bit by by your kids your relationship today with your kids i mean you you always had like amazing relationship with them but you know this 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 has been back and forth for your your you know your previous marriage and like the whole where are you today man with the kids yeah i always thought i was you know a good dad and had a good relationship with my kids but i don't think that's possible when you're drifting i think that takes the focus off of you know why you're really there and it's spending time with the kids Um, true what is it fun plus fun plus Plus uh, love love plus fun equals fun equals commitment connection connection yes (laughs) yes and that's so true um i stacked my daughter a lot coming out of it all and she's Mm. she's 10 just turned 11 but you know, just having a broken household and two different um, homes, it's hard for her. And so, you know, there she brings her her 11-year-old girl things into the house, and I'll be like, oh, her mom's teaching her this. But I'll stack it, and then, you know, it's like absolutely like you said about those two kids. It makes you realize you should be at home anyway with your kids um, versus at a movie. And same with um, with my daughter. It made me realize, that, you know, like, 
she's not an expert at life by any standards. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe I should ask her how she's doing. Yeah. And it, it opened my, it just opens everything up, you know, like capacity is an easy word. But I've, I learned that doing all of this, you know, my, my marriage was in, sh- was in shambles. I was in shambles. Um, my body was in shambles. My business was okay. When I started this, what I realized is it's a complete shift. And you shift from business and family and you and your body to your body, you, your family and business (laughs) to where it's just, it's crazy. Transitions, son. Yeah, right? Transitions. But then you're so aware of everything. And then when you're stacking, you're like, you're really acknowledging everything and learning from the situations versus just taking it and then just forgetting about it to where... The growth is insane. Um, the bonding's crazy. You, you don't even really see it. You don't ask for it, but you know it's there. And it, yeah. just, it just gets, it just comes. Um, and then business, after all those three things connect, the business portion of it is what becomes a priority. And Coach Jesse is funny when we were doing the coaching with him in Kings is the way he flowed that down. And it just, it was an epiphany. I'm like, well, wow, shit, my body's great. Now I'm kind of good. My marriage is great. I have all this capacity to create within my business. I didn't even, I didn't even know about creating within my business before. I thought I just went to work and worked hard. Um, so yeah, no, it just, the possibilities are endless. The connection's amazing. Um, and it's the, like I said, it, it's funny looking back because when you're living it, you're just like, well, where's the big bang? But when you look back, it's just like, it was all just, I don't know, just the system was working. Yeah. And like you said, it's a system without a doubt. And you guys have created a great system, um, a system that brings so much knowledge to men because we don't get it from anywhere else mm-hmm. unless our dads are really good at teaching it to us. Um, and it's a fallible system with a brotherhood that really does give you praise mm-hmm. and promotes you and you want to do it. So, Inside of that, man, you, you, you mentioned something really interesting. It's like my 10 or 11-year-old daughter is... It's not supposed to know life, right? And that brings me to, you know, my son had some 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 difficulties in bas- this past months listening to school and paying attention and, like, you know, fucking complaints every day from the school that, hey, you know, he's distracting other students and other students will go tell on him. <laughs> and so I keep telling him to listen, 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 listen. Every morning we have conversations in the car. I'm like, okay, you're going to listen today. Okay, you're going to listen today. Hey, you're going to listen today. Hey, you're going to listen today. And then... Well, obviously he wasn't listening because like <laughs> the fucking the notes were come. And then he was in the soccer field with his coach, and I was watching from a distance. And then like whenever the coach was talking, say, "Hey, listen, in the soccer field, I want you to put your hands across your back, stand tall, look at me in the eye when I talk to you, and when I finish telling you something, you're gonna acknowledge by saying it loud, right?" So I'm sitting there and I go, bingo, that's what it is. A fucking kid doesn't understand what listening means. All he needs is a set of instruction. What if I just tell him, when your teacher speaks, you put your hands in your back and you <laughs> cross in your back, you look her in the eyes, whatever she tells you, if you understand, you say yes, a verbal, you don't nod your head like that because they turn like that. You don't do that. You say yes or no, I'm not clear. Can mm-hmm. you explain again? And don't be afraid of using no, I'm not clear. So I give him this set of instruction instead of saying, listen, listen, listen. Now this is what he does. And without knowing that he's listening, he's actually fucking listening, right? Because he's going through the instruction of what a listener should do, right? Mm -hmm. So there I am. I'm saying, how the fuck an eight-year-old is supposed to understand listening? I don't understand listening at my fucking age. How is an eight-year-old supposed to fucking listen? What, What does he know about the definition of listen? And so all the kids, all they need, man, is instruction. Like your daughter, like you're saying, like, she's not supposed to know life. She knows what she knows. And, like, expectation, it shouldn't be like she's supposed to know it. Can you put a set of instructions, simple one, two, three, to get what you want? And at the same time, her experiencing something that is perhaps maybe called fucking listening or whatever that is. But that was a really interesting point that you brought up, that, um, you know, your daughter is not supposed to know that. Yeah, we take it for granted. I certainly do. You know, you think that they're just supposed to listen. <laughs> like, you're, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't, they don't even know what listening. I haven't taught her what listening means, so maybe that's where we start. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Hey, um, th- this has been an awesome show, man. So, um, word word of advice to um, a man of your profile. A man of your profile is the following, right? A man that has been part of the military system. A man that has been married, divorced. Uh, married again and with two kids, one from your previous wife and now here. 
uh, obviously you are handling complex relationships, right? Because it's not just one family, but it's multiple families. Um, and this is something that you'll always manage, the energy between your kids, the energy between your current wife and, and, and your ex-wife, you and your ex-wife, like all this stuff needs to be managed by your energy, right? right? So if anybody's listening or watching this podcast and find themselves exactly in, in, in your situation or part of your situation, right? Um, you know, at the end of the day, a couple of pieces of advice, what would you have for them? Like what has worked for you in your life in the past year that has actually become part of your operating system, which actually makes you win at life most of the time? Other than signing up for Wake Up War and anything that you guys offer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a, this is not an offer pitch. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was, well, I mean, just the education that you all offer. So, I mean, I'm, I'm serious about that. Like, sure. Anything you can sign up for with the Wake Up Warrior is going to be positive if you haven't done anything. Warrior Week is game changing. I mean, number one, it it's it's transformational. It brings makes you think about things that you don't even re know that you should be thinking about, or things that are paining you that you don't remember. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, that I've taken away is you just really have to flip your script. Like I said earlier, it's not about business and everything else that flows down. It's about you, and then your family, you know, and then your business. And I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, you are perfectly answering the question. Oh, good. Well, because yeah, and I think with that, um, you know, you just. Yeah, the power is there. I mean, the stacks are made. This you have to be stacking. There's no question. So about your it. answer is is exactly what it's supposed to be, which is come to fucking Warrior Week or experience Warrior because I cannot I cannot tell you about this shit. You need to experience this shit. And this is not to pitch you anything or to promote you anything. It's the fucking facts. Like if you resonated with anything that Chad had to say or myself had to say inside of this conversation, and this has helped you somehow during this conversation, well. You got a fucking duty, which is forward this to another man. Like, pay it forward. Forward this podcast to another man. And inside of this is this is this has brought you to a place where you want to do actually something about it. And then Warrior Week is the ultimate place for you to experience this. But there are other ways. You can start by educating yourself by the book, listening to the podcast, uh, finding more about these kind of podcasts and additional audios and videos at warriorweeknow.com. Uh, you'll find all kind of directions from there, uh, the Warrior Book, um, and any other tools that is out there that can help you pursue your path. But ultimately, the path that will create a radical shift in terms of flipping your script, as Chad said, is Warrior Week. And if that's the case, warriorweek.com is a place to, to apply. And um, if this is your calling, we'll see you one of these days. Thanks for being for us. Th Chad, thanks for being on this call. It was amazing. Anything for you. <laughs> anyway. Awesome, brothers. Thank you for being with us. Have a great one.